So we've been talking quite a bit about embodiment um, and um, it's an ongoing theme to just bring us really here and uh, we may begin to understand how many of the imprints of our lives are patterned on our body, our energies, our body energies, our bodily tensions, our bodily non-places, our bodily impulsiveness, certain patterns of uh, anxiety or pressure or things we can't even find words for, but when you relax and release them, oh, 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 that, yeah. some weight drops off you as it were, some kind of something you felt tight, you suddenly feel more open, and uh, you know what was that? We were somehow, without even knowing it, you know, we we carrying or carrying a lot of pressure, impact, tension, resistance uh, uh, um, that uh, is, is coming not from physical labour or physical impact, but really from psychological and emotional impressions. <clears throat> so accordingly it's uh, absolutely my opinion absolutely necessary to really constantly bring to mind the antidote for all of these uh, well, powerful antidote for all of these uh, impressions is the qualities of goodwill it's a very small word empathy, goodwill and there's a lot in there and the theme is that if everything as we uh, experience ourselves, however that is, is, this constant atmosphere and quality of granting permission, doesn't mean 100% approval, celebration, love, radiance, but just permission, <laughs> non-resistance, non-aversion, uh, it really is the medicine to allow things to change by themselves rather than me trying to change it just basically bring up the right atmosphere and keep sort of steeping your awareness in that your awareness of what's your body your bodily impressions your mind states and then um, in like you can allow those qualities to release themselves just like something a trapped nerve if we massage it correctly it will release itself you don't have to you know you just give the right pressures and it, something can let go yeah, and no word is going to do that however much we may know the words no word is going to do that. You've got to get right to it. And this is what the embodiment principle is. You're getting right to, right under the skin and where your awareness is embodied because that's where it's very direct. There's no uh, distance. It's very sensitive. You're vulnerable. You are felt. Bodies are feeling experiences. So... Again, you know, it's embodiment, I'm not talking specifically about the anatomy, but the very feeling of having a body, being in a body. 
This could be a sense of heat, pressure, um, stirring, um, um, clarity, uprightness, openness, and all these various attributes. And uh, we'll, we'll go into that a little later, perhaps. So today, I'd really like to introduce for your attention um, the qualities of goodwill. Will is not sick or causing sickness. <clears throat> sickness is everything that destroys, corrodes, corrupts, sabotages, shuts down, wounds, blames. This is all sick. <laughs> and so it's the, the, the non-participation in that. And you notice how, yeah, it's obvious, isn't it? But then you can see how easy it is to do something for you idiot. What? That's going to cure it. Huh? You don't deserve that. What? Um, bit, you're a nuisance. You turned up late. Hmm. Nuisance. Hmm. Well, that's really helpful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> These kinds of things. Uh, you know, you're not very good. You're not good enough. You're not good enough as a meditator. You're not good enough as a human being. You're not good enough, mother, father, whatever. You're just not good enough. Is that's going to help? Is it? So you go, oh, try to be good enough. Hey, what are you doing? Where do these standards come from? Who invented? Who got the slide rule to decide who's good enough? Hmm? What's doing that? What measures us? Yeah. What measures us? Puts us in a box or a category or a measurement, right? Now, what's called these qualities of goodwill are called the measureless, appamano, no measuring. Uh, no putting you against the some standard. Yeah. No abstract standard that you stand against and are seen as not quite good enough. In fact, really not good enough. <laughs> so that, that measuring mind, you know, what can you measure? You could measure the length of this. Right? You could measure the length of this stick. Right? Can you... But a stick, can you measure, say, um, truth? How long is your truth? <laughs> Do you have short truth or fat truth? How long is it? How big is it? How long? These, these are not. These are not real values. They're not measurable in that way. Yeah. So when we dip into them, we then with a quality of not measuring against some abstract standard. Yeah. And whenever, then whenever we. Experience the truth or the clear or the aspiring. 
It's, it's, you know, dwell in it, abide in it, enjoy it. Whenever we experience that which is crushing, corrupting, damaging, move away from it. That's about the only measurement you need to make. <laughs> what to go into, what to withdraw from, what to make much of, what to you know, not suitable to give attention to. You know, I don't what not suitable to keep feeding attention to. Then this way attention, we're in a dynamic system. We are a dynamic system. This means whatever you select for your attention that will grow. Yeah. So we are like organic rather like a um a spinning spinning energy and if you push it that way it spins and it gradually gets bigger yeah. so we're a dynamic and you keep introducing that which is good truthful, beautiful it grows it grows incrementally and you just start to withdraw from the uh, painful, the cruel the harsh the judgmental and it dwindles. And you say that you could even track this in terms of the way that the brain works. You know, certain synapses, certain connections are associated with compassion and joy. And if you keep going to those, those those areas of your brain actually grow. The brain is plastic, it grows. It's not a fixed thing. You know, we're an organism, not a machine. You keep feeding certain energies, then parts of your brain <laughs> start to change. They, they track this because you're giving a lot of energy to it. You feed it. Certain parts start to just fade out. Hatred, bitterness, start to decrease. Yeah, so this is right down to neurology. <coughs> Now, this is so important this time because uh, you know we are living systems, organic systems. This means constantly. We're also relational. We're a relational experience. So chitta, awareness, <coughs> in its when it comes into the manifest experiences. So whenever, when, whenever there is the presence of anything, sight, sound, thought. There's a relationship. It resonates. Yeah. It's excited. It's indifferent. It's fear. It has some kind of resonance to it. It's rather like, you can imagine the chitta being like a lake. And if you drop even one leaf on it, it shivers. Yeah. Throw a rock in it. So that's our experience is like that. It's, it's, that's the nature of chitta. It resonates with, with experience and it generates feeling. And it generates something called perception, which means the immediate interpretation. Uh, beautiful, uh, frightening, um, attractive, uh, fearful. You know, it's just immediate. It, immediate flash and it also generates a response to that you know 
go this way, go that way, avoid it. So that that's what jitta in its manifestation, in its active condition form is doing. Now the other thing that, it, that uh, uh, can occur um, you know, is particularly when we, when we are aware of something whereby our response has no effect. So, you know, you're out in the rain. You don't like the rain. It's cold. The rain doesn't care whether you like it or not. <laughs> so after what happens, you just shut down and just keep going. You close, you close off. You close down the feeling because, you know, you, you, you just, you just got to get out of it, you know. Um, so you also have this ability to shut, shut down um, feeling to a de- the mental feeling to a degree anyway. You're left with a kind of perhaps a hurried state or a um, grumbly state. Um, so this is <coughs> kind of what, what this is natural. But even more um, far-reaching, I think, for many of us, because we generally we can, you know, half an hour, half, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, we can get out of the rain, we can get out of the cold, we can get out of the snow, we can find shelter. But primarily, Achitta is very much attuned to other beings, other humans. We're exceptionally affected by other people. This is being a mammal, being born in somebody's body, having many, many years of being brought up, we are very affected, that's our nature, is to be strongly affected, highly attuned to other people. Other people give us praise, give us blame, give us rewards, give us um, punishment. So then we're very affected that, and we don't want that punishing stuff. Yeah, we want to have the good stuff, and of course we don't get it all the time. Uh, another thing that can happen, which is perhaps considered to be the most, one of the most drastic punishments, is you just exclude somebody. You don't count. I don't see you. You don't, you don't count. And then you don't get anything. And you just, you just feel, I'm, I'm cut off. I'm lost. Because on a relational level, there has to be something to relate to. Yeah. So if it's difficult, I can push against it. Yeah. But if it's not there, and there's a sense of being the response from another human being to being cut off, you're excluded. I don't see you at all. You don't count at all. Whatever you say makes no difference to me at all. Then this is exclusion. This is very difficult because part of our healthy process is to feel and respond and we that we denied that. That sense of relationship is cut off. So this is considered, you know, solitary confinement, um, ostracism, you know, these are the things, exclusions that uh, that that really very powerfully affects the chitta. We feel alone, lost, and that's the worst thing. If you've ever, you know, been in 
situation, say you're stuck up a mountain somewhere, hey, we've got a long way to go, it's, we're tired, the three of us together, we can make it. It's okay, you've got to struggle, it's hard work, your feet, your legs go stiff, come down the mountain, you're cold, but there's three of you together, you work together, you feel okay. And you get down the mountain, the two other guys say, we're not talking to you. <laughs> Shut off, you know. So this is a, a kind of a very uh, severe thing to happen. Now, when we live in our modern societies, then hopefully we have family, friends, and so on, Kalyanamita. Uh, but you also realise that most of people in general are in situations where. the responsiveness is very limited. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you walk past a hundred people. Uh-uh. Excuse, get, excuse, get out of the way, will you? Honk, honk, honk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this kind of thing. <laughs> this is kind of a mild level of it. And uh, then you also, you're not exactly completely excluded, but all that's included is your ability to function. If you do this job for me, I will acknowledge you. If you don't, I will fire you. (laughs) You know, all I want from you is your ability to function. Get it done. So you do that, so you become a function. Because then at least... Is some sense of being in something. So people get, you know, entrained to be function and really, really become an object in a system. You are now the managing so and so, so and so. You are now the assistant so and so, so and so. You are now, you know, the director so and so, so and so. You are now that. That's what you are. And that bit of you. I will relate to the rest of you, not my issue at all. Don't bring it here. So you get a little bit. The rest of you is excluded. So it's a kind of a partial exclusion. What happens is that then that piece, where you are getting some kind of acknowledgement, you really put a lot of effort into to be good at. To, you know, and sometimes, you know, I remember uh, one of the parent, one of the monks. He'd been um, a director of a of a one division of a big company for many years. It was, you know, it didn't sound great, but he was the director of the company. Put his heart into that, and then they had some decision, global decisions, big big company. Well, we think this division will close it down because it doesn't really make money, and we'll move out workers to another country so we close that division down so I said said to him maybe three weeks three weeks notice that's the end and about a week later this uh, person became went into the kitchen as his father hanging from the ceiling on a rope Mm. Yeah, just 
And uh, at the funeral, I think they they sent a bunch of flowers or something. <laughs> that was it. You know, just so you know, you become a very limited object, and you depend upon that for whatever sense of being valued that another human being can give you, and then taken away. Right? So valuing, you know, honouring, I see you, you know. You're not just a dumb object, I see you. So important, you know. Whether I agree with you, you know, it's details, but I'll just see you. That's essential, that's basic goodwill, that's basic decency. And we, I do sense that in many areas for people this, this, this quality gets lost seeing people just as a subject you too uh, have happiness and sadness you too get sick you too enjoy friendship you too get disappointment have bad days get upset you too just like me that quality, you, yeah, with subject. I was, you're not just an object to fit into my needs or my company's needs. Even <laughs> worse, you're a subject, and that, that handing that over. And we can feel very much if we look into our our societies that you think did our, our governments really care for us. You know, they say all these things, and they do wonderful. You listen, you think, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, it's, are you really interested in the welfare of the people or you just want some power? <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm not saying that's universal, but one can feel that, uh, particularly in, in certain cases. So this diminution of respect, um, value, uh, inclusion, exclusivity, or filtering inclusion, you can be here provided you do this. Otherwise, you know, right? And there's all kinds of, you know, examples of that. Women getting less pay or being, you know, seconded and, and so on where you know something just you are, you are not good enough <laughs> you know, well you know um, so this kind of thing thing going on has quite a, a, a feature of our society and our workplace so most of you are I imagine in some kind of workplace and I hope yours is not is more benevolent than that um, one I just narrated. But uh, sometimes they're very harsh. You know, somebody else, a friend of mine, saying, well, he worked in some kind of uh, company and the, the board of directors, they we want, we want 3% profit increase. So they pass that message down to the management below. They want 3%. We better ask for five percent to make sure we get the three percent. So the message goes down. We want five percent improvement. 
people would under oh, I'm fine, but make sure you get that, but ask for 7%. They get leveled down to the, they want 7%. The people on the ground, ground floor, the ground, the workers, we want 12% increase. <laughs> Everybody's crushing everyone else to get the numbers to go up. <laughs> to get the numbers to go up so the shareholders will be happy and so forth. So the money, the money. And actually, I like you, but the money's more important. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so where you get a, a, a you know, a, a, you know, this kind of, you know, capitalist thing, you get the conflict between values and valuables. And when valuables become more important than values, you realise that loving kindness, goodwill, is going to start to be reduced. <laughs> And you'll be measured in terms of performance and so on. Yeah. People working crazy hours, working overtime, working, 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 working. I think this is dreadful. Is that the system we've created for what? For what? To have an improved lifestyle. So we can have an improved lifestyle. Get it? <laughs> Isn't it? It's ironic, isn't it? Improve lifestyle, nervous wreck with, <laughs> with a few bits of <laughs> guilt, you know, a few nice gold rings and something. Nervous, shattered wreck. Wow, it's really good. <laughs> so, in this kind of influence in in the world, is it's not like we don't see it directly as ill will. Right. You know, people aren't, maybe aren't directing violence towards it, but it's a kind of sustained quality of non-offering of like very basic goodwill. Like, I see you as another human being just like me, you know. Hello. You, you count because you're a human being. Just that. Nothing more than that. And it gets to be the case that, that people start to do that to themselves. We don't see our humanity. We don't feel our humanity. We've, we've judged ourselves in terms of our performance or what we imagine other people think of us. How well we're doing. How much we can do. How fast we can do it. That's what other people will will like if I'm fast then do more and we, we kind of begin to place ourselves under the same slavery racing pushing to become something so that we will be good enough and it's rather like you know the ideal lifestyle you're a nervous wreck but you're rich yeah <laughs> it's strange to be a good enough whatever that is and all you ever know is you're not quite there yet because your mind can always imagine somebody better you can imagine what other people might think might be thinking 
might be whispering, might be saying, might look at you as, hmm, you know, and then this ill will starts to descend on you like fog, and you can't quite find out where it is, because not as if anybody's actually said anything bad, it's just the feeling we've learned to exclude ourselves. Because this process of excluding bits of you, the only bit I'm interested in is that piece, you start to do that, you say you exclude aspects of yourself. That you don't find very good or worthy or interesting or useful. You exclude aspects of yourself. And to compensate for that, one gets very busy doing all kinds of stuff to fill up that lonely, empty, unsettled sense that one has from excluding parts of your own heart and awareness. Or you start buying all kinds of stuff to fill up this feeling of not quite good enough that you don't even want to feel anymore because you know something you know you can never you can never get out of it so you just keep doing stuff buying stuff going places having things to fill up what is really the absence of basic goodwill not even certainly not what you call love but just basic goodwill sensitivity empathy this is an organic system. It needs some care. I should enjoy caring for it. It's not, oh, it needs some care. It must be pathetic and weak and broken and stupid. I suppose I better look after the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know, have a rest. Pathetic, but never mind. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with you, but oh well. No, I enjoy caring for this, this this is what I got this is my piece of the universe to, it's been in my care so my job is to you know wrap around this thing and see what I can do to to, to help it it's not a nuisance <laughs> and if it's got some defects well one will say oh look who can help that one oh yeah that must be difficult mm. Oh, you idiot. Slap, slap, slap. But when this quality becomes kind of sustained, this sense of exclusivity, then jitta closes down on that. So we don't even really feel that much. Don't feel that much. We may be up in our heads thinking about something, but don't really feel very much. How are you feeling? I'm okay. <laughs> Hope nobody notices. Because they'll blame me for not feeling okay. You're not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, this, this, this is kind of inferred ill will. It's not goodwill. It's not, you know, it's the opposite of it. And, yeah, of course, people can do that. But often the time, we begin to inherit a program. You know, the jitter learns a particular program of ill will. And it just keeps doing it to you. Because that's what it's learned to do. Exclude that, exclude that, exclude that. Don't give any of that. So you get this kind of fog of ill will descends. And the, the signs of it that you begin to know, particularly notice it in your mental, your programs, particularly if you think about yourself. I would be careful now, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> But just imagine, you know, things like so, oh, things I didn't do, things I haven't done, things are wrong with me. You know, yeah. you know then when, of course, when you when we come to a renunciation experience like this, when suddenly you've unplugged some of the ways when one might get one's comfort and reassurance and you know some pleasant feeling out of watching something or going to a show or you know whatever people want to do. You unplug that, and you slow down. Then you feel the atmosphere, and it just feels like certain heaviness, staleness, stagnation. And so, okay, meditate. No. More efforts needed. <laughs> so then, more ill will is, is the general recipe. If you're feeling bad, put some ill will on it. <laughs> that, that works every time. Give it a kick. So the results of all this, you get, you know, psychologically very limited, naturally, because you only got one program going, and then there's a, this effect. Uh, on the body because the overall effect uh, when the, the body cannot or embodiment cannot um, su- su- survive in, in ill will I mean it can survive to a certain degree but when it gets really ha- bad what happens is you just go up into your head and you're out there your body kind of shuts down you don't feel very much because you're rather feeling that, that pressure, you sort of not feel anything. This is not a choice. It's not a decision. It's, it's a reflex. It's, you, you just begin to dissociate. So you're coming back, encouraged to come back into the body, and Jesus, oh, yeah, well, So doing this kind of slowly, steadily, and where's the place where you can feel some sense of a gift, a given that doesn't matter how good you are. It's there to support you. It does not matter how good you are, how good you feel, how mean you are, how nasty you are, how violent you are. doesn't matter. Here you are. That's what we call that ground. 
So that's the sacred because this is what we call sanctuary, you know, where it doesn't matter what you've been, who you are, you've got that. And where's that? It's not something that somebody else can give you. If somebody else can give it to you, they could take it away. It's got to be yours and given to you. Right? Not something you earn by being good. Called it's very basic ground. So this is say just a sense of body. I mean most it's not exactly a place in your body, but probably the easiest place to feel it is when you your feet are on the ground or you're sitting on your cushion, just get the sense of there. And the earth is holding and just sit with that. Whatever you're feeling, that's fine. You know? And so just using that somatic sense of groundedness and then from that safety which means safety means here there's no no standard to rise up to I'm free from praise and blame I'm free from the opinions of myself and others you know and not, you know, so we, we generate a simple somatic place. This is where the body is so helpful because if you're looking at your psychologies, your character, you can always, well, not so good, maybe better. And she thinks this, and after all, they said that, and he was really nice. Somebody likes me, but they you know, deluded probably. You don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> so you just forget that. That's too, it's too complicated. Just go to your body, sit, body, sit, feel the ground. That's the standard. You can't sit and lie down. You can't lie down or sit. Well, <laughs> I haven't got there yet. But basically the sense of the body being held and, and allowing, you know, whatever you feel or think just to be there and to, and you've got a place where instead of reacting to it, in a sense, that simple presence of here you are. Is that? Feel the, the simple, very simple, basic safety of it. And this doesn't sound like it's going to change the world, but you know, remember we're talking about dynamic system. This means essentially that you put one drop in, and it begins to create a pattern is to stimulate a certain trend because instead of the trend of you know, don't feel so good therefore something wrong with me, there's something wrong with me I'm never going to be this way and other people think this and I'm never as good as that and I should be like this and after all I'm probably because I've passed life, terrible things I did when I was 10 just cosmos of ill will which just magnifies into all these statistics you can create that I did that, I did that, and she said that, and I never did that, and I should have been that. You create this kind of galaxy <laughs> of ill will to live in. <laughs> we can start with is this little place safe? Safe? What's that? So what? Safe, safe, big deal, safe. Safe. That's enough. And then you oh, start to oh, around me. Nobody's around this. Nobody's bothering me. Oh yeah, and your body starts to wake up, come alive a little bit more. 
if your living system, sensitive living system, I'm no longer an object in somebody else's opinion. I'm never even an object in my own opinion. I'm not an object in my mind, I'm a sensitive subject that's feeling, breathing. And be careful, you know, not breathing right. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You're breathing, that's good enough. As long as you, it keeps you alive, it doesn't matter, be perfect. So it's just the subjective presence. So it's, it's, it's maybe a phrase you can gloss over, but this is I think it's a really important subjective presence, which means there's only one quality here, which is you. You're not an object. You're not seen as something, measured as something, compared with something. You are feeling it, feeling where you are, and. Nobody else can do that for you. You feel exactly where you are. It doesn't sound like much, does it? But it's giving giving a certain, say, priority or authority to you. Not you as I think of you, but you as you feel. It's yours. It's not like supposed to be like anybody else's. It's not anybody else's choice or judgment whether it's good enough it's yours and it's giving you back giving you back to yourself hmm? that is an enormous gift to give you back to yourself not comparing you with your father your mother da 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 something just right now, yourself, giving it back to yourself, feeling it as it's felt. And so this, you know, actually as it's felt, be that which can feel what is felt. Now, of course, feeling itself, Vedana, pleasure, pain, this comes and goes, it can be unpleasant, pleasant, sensation. But rather than the, the feeling, be that which can feel which can know the feeling pleasant, painful, pleasant, painful and know that instead of reacting to that pleasure pain it says there's one way here if I enhance, if I larger, if I widen if I could just, well as a metal is called an opening my ability to be sensitive that quality itself becomes so paramount, you know, becomes the most important thing. The feeling doesn't matter so much. Because, you know, feeling comes and goes. What's important is the ability to be, to feel. That is chitta. The experience of feeling to be that which feels feeling comes and goes and changes but instead of judging reacting to what's felt we're mindful of it so now we've got into a nice safe piece of Buddhist language <laughs> yeah, mindful of feeling <laughs> you know and it can sound like mindful of feeling like 
Oh well, feeling comes and goes, we'll be mindful of it. Watch it, here it goes, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? <laughs> I want to drag. <laughs> but it's not that, it's just this, this capacity we have to be aware of a feeling and to celebrate that, that mis- mysterious unnameable, measureless quality. To be aware of a feeling is that good, bad, no, 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 just get the words out. It somehow enables feeling to be processed, pleasant feeling to come through and to be understood unpleasant feeling to come through to be understood and instead of those reactions there's just something more equanimous more sensitive more endowed with goodwill because this actually is the nature of the healthy jitta if we come into that so Again, subjectivity, subjective presence, it's another word for chitta, for awareness. If we come into that, if we bring our attention into that, back to that, give attention to that subjective presence, sustain it, that's mindfulness, just holding, sustaining that, not dropping it, or if you drop it, pick it up again. this uh, allows feelings instead of the reactions we come to something begins to happen by itself because the nature of subjective presence awareness, jitta as it experiences manifestations is goodwill it doesn't disease itself it sees no point in poisoning itself. <laughs> you wouldn't think this is that complex, but believe it, believe it, a lot of the time we like to poison ourselves. We don't like it, but we do it. Yeah. So, you know, gross example of parable, if you like, the Buddha says, well, if you know, if you get four thieves catch you, why four? Yeah, okay, four. One for each leg, one for one leg, one for the other. Good. Okay, they get you there, they pin you down, they start sawing your legs off with a saw. So, not pleasant. <laughs> you could rightfully complain about this treatment. <laughs> but he says, there's a parable, he says, if you let your mind dwell in ill will, then you really haven't followed the instructions. You've, you know, because actually, it's bad enough having your legs cut off. This is not an agreeable experience. Why make it worse by adding ill will? It's not that, you know, if they got you pinned down, you feeling unhappy about it, it's probably not going to be their concern. <laughs> yeah. so it's just a parable. Don't have, don't have to do that. <laughs> So, but it does mean we also have the 
propensity, and this is of course an extreme example, to experience pain, even blame. Unpleasant, because the worst thing isn't physical pain, it's psychological blame and exclusion. That's the worst thing. That really, you know, we have the ability to have that happen and instead I do not allow my mind to go into what? Um, defeat. <sighs> yeah? Bitterness. Sour. Bitter. I do not let that happen. That's a possibility. And so there, you know, if we look at that in a, in a living example, say someone is blaming you, you know, you should do this, you should do that, you never turn up, you don't go, you know, are you ever time, you never, you're not as good as she is, kind of thing. Don't let your mind go into ill will. I think this person's got a problem. (laughs) They seem to be unhappy. That's more the response, right? Rather than, oh, something wrong with me. This person's unhappy. That's very, that's apparent. They're upset. They're upset. How sad. Something you've got a problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's more the response. Rather than than accepting and taking in and getting crushed by that. So this has been the, uh, this is where we, we can turn the tide around. From the ill will of others. And even from adopting this program of ill will to do to ourselves. So, you know, okay, you're not good enough, you did make mistakes, so, 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 so. Ah, response. Hmm. I experience regret. Maybe this was unworthy of me. Hmm. I think I need to be more careful. And call it navigation rather than moral ju- moral recrimination. Right? So it's navigation. Oh, I oh yes, I, I should have woken up earlier. I've set my alarm rather than you idiot, you're lazy, you're incompetent, stupid. You're supposed to do this. You're never on time. <laughs> everybody thinks you're pathetic. You can't make it like everybody else can. No, just stop. Just switch your alarm clock on, will you? That's the end of the story. <laughs> Try again next day. Everybody gets sleepy. Everybody makes a mistake. Everybody dozes off, you know. And uh, that, that, then, you know, rather than you are no longer a valid member of the group. No, you are. This is what people do. Mm. So I remember, uh, you know, it's it's so helpful. I think when I was a uh, student, you know, you, you get a bit of money by in, in Britain. Around about the Christmas times, a lot of a um, lot more parcels, a lot more package, a lot more things going through the post, Christmas cards. So they, well, the students who haven't got any money, they say, "We'll give you a job. You know, you can do this delivering parcels for this five-day period um, because." Rather than hire, you know, full-time people, you get part-time 
people. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do that. You know, I'll do that. I'll get some money. So I thought, okay, get here at in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. Okay, first thing at six o'clock, can I get there, do the job, get back to my get back to my flat, okay, sit back, you know, oh it's a great day. Next day get up, oh I'm doing this really well, get back to my flat and then get some marijuana out, roll up a joint or two. So <laughs> oh yeah, it's really good, really relaxing. Oh, yeah. oh my god, it's nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And then uh, I go rush down, and the guy goes, "Oh, everybody sleeps in, no problem." That was the end of it. It's so wonderful, isn't it? You know, oh yeah, somebody actually sees you as just some scruffy, you know, dope-smoking student. And that's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what young guys do, you know. <laughs> so he wasn't giving a moral lecture, you know, but you think, oh yeah. Oh, thank you. That's that's really that's a human being responding rather than a machine responding. So, as you say, you know, before you start to get into refinements, this basic responsiveness to not accept the tide of ill will and not to, or if we feel it coming towards ourselves, okay, I don't mind the correction. I don't need the anger. I don't mind. You know, information, I don't need the threat. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And as we're doing it to ourselves. Now this is, you can cultivate like this, but you're also going to, as you slow down and steady down into, into, your, into your body, you're going to probably gonna encounter places where there isn't really a voice. It's not really a spoken message. You're not, you haven't got something complaining. You just feel... Seized up. Trying to straighten it up. Straighten up. Straighten up. Straighten up. Straighten up. And this try instead just coming into that. Miss, may I be well? Well, how how is this? stuck state here and where's my little piece of ground here just feel that stay with that and can I feel my belly on top of that can I breathe out and just encouraging quality of supportive goodwill just uh, into your into your body, so it can help as just an exercise to establish as you basic goodwill. Sitting, find your safe place, and just imagine quality around you, goodwill, acceptance around you, just like you're sitting in it. And it could be it could be generated by someone. Or a moment, or a, t- a time when somebody actually has showed that to you. So you remember that, that moment when 
she said that she didn't have to say that she just did that out of goodwill ah that's the signal stay with that open that up dwell in it and you know you can even let the person fade out of the picture try to get the quality of being seen in a benevolent way yeah. and just stay in that abide in that receiving goodwill and whenever your mind goes you know well I should do something for her no 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 no, no don't do that just, just receive it and whenever you go well you know uh, I'm a nuisance no, no just receive the goodwill you know, allow someone to show goodwill to show goodwill is one of our great uh, joys to me anyway to be able to offer goodwill you know, the heart feels good feels really good you know there's all kinds of things I can't do I can't remember the chanting for example <laughs> the 40 years but one thing I'm getting better at uh, is, is, is offering goodwill I think the chances are that's going to stay there and get better as I get through my embarrassment, nervousness, feeling of well, you know, what good, can, what good am I anyway? You know, just forget it. Just offer goodwill. So when you're offering goodwill, it really is just the pure heart quality <clears throat> to to another, to yourself, to people in the past, in the present, people around you. Just a sense of offering goodwill. And don't concern yourself with whether they need it. It's not. Don't worry if they need it. It won't be wasted. <laughs> they don't need it. Believe me, they do need it. <laughs> but they don't need it. It's all right. Just let it hang around in the atmosphere. Somebody else can pick it up. Don't worry about whether they deserve it. That's really. That's really unpleasant. How much do you deserve? Or or how good you can do it. Is this good enough goodwill? Is it really all embracing, suffusive, divine, loving kindness? (laughs) Or is it just, you're okay, goodwill? (laughs) Don't don't measure it like that. Don't worry about the results. You know, I've just given her three. I've given her three minutes of goodwill. She still looks miserable. I wasted my goodwill on you. <laughs> I could have kept it for myself. <laughs> so these are the kind of, you know, measuring things that we can do. Some remember one, <laughs> a couple of monks who were like that. They had this very difficult time with each other, and so one guy, you know. And they couldn't get on. So he's gone, oh, I've got a practice matter. Practice matter. <laughs> practice matter. He's a practice matter towards this guy. Practice matter. And the, the other monk, he didn't change. He <laughs> said, I've wasted my matter on that guy. <laughs> That's true. I actually said that. I spent an hour or so, I wasted my matter on that guy. Because that's not free, is it? It's saying, you know, I want a result. 
don't ask for a result, just enjoy. Because if you're not offering goodwill, what are you offering? Indifference? Yeah, I don't even notice you. Is that really the best thing? Mm. And it just it doesn't have to be uh, a lot or said or just a general sense of it. And then you know, well, this is my gift. I can do this. I feel good. And it just really, you know, helps because the nature of goodwill is it is literally, as it says, it's all embracing. So whenever you generate towards another, if it is the real thing, you will feel it yourself. You, know? you can't feel miserable and generate goodwill, can you? So if you start to generate towards another, it automatically begins to lift your own heart. Because it's not, it's not dualistic, it's holistic. So we generate a sphere, a holistic sphere of goodwill. Ever, ever that's doing I, this being also is receiving that energy running through. It's my gift. It's, it's, uh, the quality of goodwill is, is not, it's an energy. It, it, it fills your, your, your nervous system. It, it changes your body chemistry. And um, you feel it. And so you're offering to another. You're also... You know, thank you for allowing me to offer you goodwill, because it, you know, and in the presence of other beings is is not disturbance, you know, on my space. It's actually something that that is helping to enhance my space. So these are various kinds of, of the way that differentiates, you know, so that. Kindness is a sense of um, like uh, nourishing, uh, nourishing. Uh, it, it, it sees another in their subjectivity, and oh, it's so nice just to put something into that. Yeah. That that's that subject. That's what subjectivity does when this subject. Resonates another subject. We want to kind of put something nice in it. You know, that, that's kind of part of the process of being a real human being. It's kind of when you really see another person as a subject, not just as one's projections. There's that kind of response of, you know, and then when you see the other. Suffering, and you see this subject suffering. Then there's a feeling of, I want to get there with that. I want to you know, be there with it. I want to wrap around it, and that's called compassion, rather than shoving it out of the way. You know, you see creature, you know, animal suffering. You can see it's just. Or you see, this it's not an object, it's not just meat on legs. It's not some just some yapping critter. It's a, it's a being that experiences feeling and loss and pain, just like I do. And it's suffering in the sense of compassion. I want to be with that. 
doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to change it, or but just to, I want to share that. That's also this is called compassion. It inclines towards touching the pain of others. Beautiful quality. This is one of our great gifts. Mudita, I see your joy. Your joy makes me feel good. Yeah, rather than you're having a good time, I'm not having a good time. How come you got such a success and I'm not? That sets us apart. Mudita, I see your joyfulness. I can resonate with that. Alright, good for you. That's great. Um, And so we see, particularly with Mudita, I see not just your happiness, I see your truth, your integrity. I see your integrity. I feel it here. You, you are giving me, your, you are empowering me. Mudita, I enjoy that. So we enjoy each other's strengths, resilience, doggedness. You know, the wonderful qualities that human beings manifest to keep going. You know, there's something you can appreciate in beings. And that little piece you focus on. Ah, Mudita. And then your, your own heart opens into that shared gladness. Equanimity, we sense the ups and downs as being part of what nature is about, the waves of it, Vedana, feeling up, feeling down, making a mistake, being successful, getting it wrong, getting it right. Yeah. (laughs) That must feel quite a lot for you. It's It's not indifference, it's a sense of I'm not going to react to the ups and downs. I'm going to extend my awareness over all that and uh, be that which can be a steadiness for you, can offer you a steadiness. And sometimes it's exactly what we need. We don't really need uh, you know, results, fixing, conclusions, answers. We just need someone to say, okay, here you are, I'm with that, steady. I'm offering you steadiness. And, oh yeah, you're no longer caught in the waves of up and down. These are the great gifts we can can, uh, offer to ourselves, to others. So even to one's own experience, up and down, up and down, where's the steadiness? The ground. I can be with this. I can be with this. Not going to get rocked by the ups and downs. Tremendous effect of, of calming and centering, just that. Because when you get the feeling, it's always up and down. <laughs> Is that I can be with this. Mm. Uh, that's equanimity. So that covers everything. So these are qualities to um, bring to mind. If any of that um, stays with you, I hope to be able to, um, you know, refer to these uh, themes 
in, in the next few days and uh, certainly encourage you to remember, recollect and make use of them. These are real uh, healing tonics. So offer this for your reflection. <laughs>